recording. Napoli rolls on. Wow. They won. They beat Torino. They did. What was that? Oh, fuck. Yep. I thought I thought I did that already. Okay. Did you get it? Can you hear me or no? Can I hear you, Bretson? Just so yeah, yeah. I... Can you hear me? Hey. Hello, hello. Just talk to myself. Yeah. Something not working? No, no, no. It's just yeah. I just want to hear you a bit louder. Hey. Can you hear me? Better. Okay. Is that good? Uh, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Good. Pá, mais mais baixo agora. É só para dizer. Não, mais baixo do que estava antes. Mas é eu a ele. Eu ouvi a ele. Pois é isso, tipo, pode ser. Não sei, pode ser mais de uma voz atrás. Ok. Ok. Eu posso ouvir ele, eu posso ouvir ele. Você pode falar, Bretton? Sim, sim. Sim, é tudo bem. Okay, Bretton, let's get it started. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Vou começar a cena, ok? 26. Man, it's 26. What's up guys, here with you with FC Water Kid, episode 26, here with my guy, Bretton, how are you? I'm doing uh, really well, but uh, I, I gotta ask something. Do you have Halloween in Portugal? Well, we, we kind of do, yeah, we, the, the American holidays here are seen as like a luxury, because okay. all the Portuguese people want to be involved in something yeah. that comes from the US, from the, from the culture. 
from the okay. so yeah it's a thing here all right because you know i i've been getting a lot of a lot of people that i've run into here um okay so americans are new to this whole footballing thing soccer thing getting better right but everybody has latched onto this show called ted lasso okay yeah. i don't know if you've watched it yet i don't know if some of our followers have watched it uh but it's jason sudeikis over here and a bunch of british actors and he takes over a club that looks like crystal palace anyway there's a guy that looks like Roy Keane on it. His name is Roy Kent. And I am being told by everybody I have to be Roy Kent for Halloween. And uh, I, don't, I don't know what to do about it, but I need somebody to send me a Crystal Palace jersey. That's all. <laughs> so, that, that's a good announcement. But, but like, and Crystal Palace is a really good club to have a jersey right now, in my opinion, considering <laughs> Zaha, as he's there, you have so many ballers there. Yeah. So that's uh, that's an interesting way of starting the pod there. Hey. So, <laughs> so our first topic in this podcast is going to be about the World Cup qualifications. So a lot has happened, and I'd like to start here with a special highlight I want to do. Okay. And it's to Jamal Musiala, who became the second youngest goal scorer for Germ in Germany's history. Okay. Yeah. This for me is a huge feat, and he's already justifying all the hype between the england and the germany pick i love to see it so i wanted to start it with that with that because that is a hell of a milestone well absolutely i mean to think about the just the rich history of obviously german football um but add into that that uh i think the provider was what first goal was uh kareem adeyemi right a 19 year old and then also you had on the on the pitch florian veers so it's like it's like this trifecta of hope uh for the german federation and and whether or not um they're going to return to uh their glory days um that's for sure but uh that's that's one hell of a shout and, and one deserved shout but i i think another guy that has to get it he's only a little bit older and i'm sure we'll talk about him more later on but how good was ferran torres right it, yeah. it, it's just it's just unbelievable um kind of the rise he's had and i'm i'm only really really sad to announce if people didn't know uh but he obviously is going to be out for i believe a couple months right two three months two, yeah three months. Two, three months metatarsal fractures never good never good because there's never a guarantee it heals the proper way it, it's just not fun so um obviously hoping for him to come back sooner it just, just kind of stinks because hey the guy was finding his form I mean, there's no dispute about that. And uh, he was turning into a game changer for, for Spain, of all places. Um, so that, that'll be uh, interesting to see how he comes back from that. The uh, Spanish but, national team, like, I'd like to start by saying, like, Luis Enrique is an yeah. underrated manager, okay? Because he bet on Gavi, a 17-year-old, against that Italian midfield, yeah. okay? And a manager doesn't do that lightly, okay? That's a bit – that's a decision that the world is seeing, okay? So – uh, I have to say, Luis Enrique, yeah. good job. Like this next generation of Spanish talents, I wouldn't have put him at the same level as England or France. But right now, with how players are developing, they might be. And this example is, Ferran Torres is the perfect example. Why? Because he plays with Guardiola at mm -hmm. Man City. Yeah. And then he plays with Luis Enrique at the, for the Spanish national team. Two styles of play that I won't say identical, but very similar indeed. So this will help his development a lot. And he was the top goal scorer in the Nations League, right? Sure. Yeah. So sure. that itself, like, come on. But we will be talking more about Ferran Torres more ahead. 
uh, in the pot. Yeah. But I had something like I I watched uh, I watched that uh, this weekend that I was I was happy about because we were we were hard on Neymar last podcast, okay? <laughs> and seeing Neymar having a fantastic I, I would say I won't say immaculate but close to immaculate Ooh. match against Uruguay, okay? That was such a good match. And then we saw Rafinha yeah. getting two goals and two assists. Yeah. Okay? So yeah. I'm going to go bold. Rafinha ain't staying at Leeds next season, okay? No, no. Putting those performances for Brazil, that is a baller, a cold yeah. baller. Okay? Yeah, well, so, it, yeah. I, I hate to pour water on your bold statement there, though, but I, I'm pretty sure that anyone that's seen him play for Leeds knows that uh, – He's he's definitely got a higher uh, <laughs> higher degree of skill uh, with him, but yeah, the interplay between him between uh, between Neymar and and to be honest, actually Fred had a pretty damn good game uh, against Uruguay. But man, this guy's got two goals, two assists in his first three caps for Finia. and I think you can actually, I mean, if you take stats or you take one of those scoring apps and you look at it, I think the one I looked at was SofaScore. Um, he did have a ten point Neymar. So it, it, that's pretty immaculate, is it not? I, 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 I didn't know that. I, I just watched the match, and I was saying, like, Neymar is proving something over here. Like, I mean, it was like it was... Eight, eight key passes. It was chances created left and right. I mean, he was unstoppable against arguably one of the better teams in, uh, in South America. So and interesting. It? it happens. This all happens after all the speculation and <laughs> after seeing one of the worst games he's ever had. Too. Yeah, it's true. So... This is how bipolar Neymar is right now. So I'd love if he just comes back and just plays consistently at the same level. Well, he can, he can do that. Yeah, and and we can say all we want, but uh, as, as it stands, Brazil um, is a. Uh, they don't need Neymar to qualify for the World Cup sure. all the time, right? They don't need peak Neymar um, to mm-hmm. qualify. And as it as it stands, they're. Uh, I'm not going to say they're walking through qualification but uh yeah they're gonna get qualified it's it'd be very very odd uh to not see them but yeah just take Rafinha for that and and you realize like he's direct right he's the type of player you want next to a Neymar I mean you can say Anthony was sort of that as well when he got his chance but two goals two assists in like very little minutes of play over his first three caps. And then, of course, you know, he goes back. He has to get benched and can't play uh, against Southampton over the weekend. And Leeds loses one zip because they're toothless and they have nothing on the attack because Rafinha is a lot of the attack. Um, so, I, I, I mean, hey, we're going to sit here. We're going to say Rafinha likely is going to leave Leeds United. But where is his best destination, do you think? Uh, Liverpool uh, would be my, right. my, my quick option. It. I'd Liverpool love it. because it's a trans- quick transitions sure. uh, style of play that you said it. He's a very direct player, mm-hmm. goals and assists. That's all in his mind. Uh, not as not he does skill, but he's not too much of a skiller. So uh, yeah. I, li- I like him. It's a it's a good move. It's a it's a good move. I like that move. It would be. It would be. It's I don't know based based on how Liverpool looked over the weekend. I know it was versus uh, Watford. But uh, it's we, it's we're going to talk more about that. About yeah, we will. Minutes. We will. But, uh, I have another player that in the World Cup qualifications, I, I, I like in the overall international yeah. landscape, needs to be talked, and that is Sergio Busquets. Okay, okay. He was the the MVP of that match, right against sure. France. And yeah. there's a re- there's a reason why he's the MVP. Yeah. And I want to say this because I feel like in the future maybe I won't have the chance. And it's 
Sergio Busquets is one of the most underrated midfielders in history. Okay? This is a CDM that was overshadowed by Xavi and Iniesta. Mm. And without him, Xavi and Iniesta wouldn't have happened like, the, like it did. Okay? Mm. So mm. I just wanted to mention that even not having him in the Sergio Busquets in the top 30 in the, of the Ballon d'Or, that is like Kimmich. It's something you can judge too, okay? Yeah. So I wanted to say this because Busquets is a player that I feel like deserves a lot of credit. And yeah. And, and I think like that literally is his game in that sense, right? You, you know mm -hmm. he's doing his job if you don't, I don't know, give him plaudits if he doesn't wind up, right? Like he is an effective kind of fulcrum for, yes. for a, a, uh, a midfield, for a whole team. I mean, he is the glue that keeps it all together. Um, and even though he is, you know, heading into his twilight years when it comes down to it, he's still a very effective player. Um, so absolutely a good shout. And I think on the other end, from a score sheet perspective, you don't expect Busquets to wind up on a score sheet often, but one guy that does. And uh, another shout that probably should be in the top 30 for the Ballon d'Or, but is not, that's Memphis Depay, right? And I'm not saying I actually believe he should be there. I get it. You know, Barcelona, he was at Lyon before that. But he's got seven goals, three assists in his last four caps for the Netherlands. Okay. He had a hat trick versus Turkey. Okay. And I know Turkey, sometimes they go between, they're like Jekyll, Jekyll and Hyde. It's like one day you get a world-class team. The next day you get the Faroe Islands. And I apologize. Turkey. Yeah. Um, and the Euros Turkey. Exactly. But he's got a goal involvement every, every 36 minutes. He leads both goals, both assists, both goals and assists in World Cup qualifying. Um, and, and I just have to say this. Okay. In 2021, Robert Lewandowski has like 60 or so goal involvements. Messi has like 50 plus. Holland, right around 50. Mbappe, right around 50. Benzema, right around 50. Guess who is in there with them? Depay. Depay. And he is the only one that is not on the Ballon d'Or shortlist. And I understand why. This is not, you know, an advertisement for him to get there in any way, shape, or form. But stats don't lie. And most of the time <laughs> stats don't lie uh and memphis Depay is is currently in the form of his life yeah and i think long term the barcelona move won't be a bad move okay yeah. i feel like he'll stay there even though maybe he won't start with another manager right i feel like he will but there's a chance there's always a chance yeah. so uh, but the thing here with the pie is i feel like at the beginning years he was a bit inconsistent Mm -hmm. So it's, for me personally, it's very hard for me to put all my chips in the pie. But in form right now, yeah, he's definitely playing as a top, top player. And yeah, I, I, I like that shout out. Yeah. So I'm going to mention here a shout out, not because of the playing ability, but because of something I don't want to see happen again. Sure. And there's a kid, a Swedish kid, okay, which his name is Anthony Alanga. Yeah. Man United baller. He was, unfortunately, at the end of the final whistle, he was victim of racial abuse, okay, by Italian fans. And honestly, what I'm asking here is UEFA needs to have a bigger stance, okay, because this kid is a youngster, okay, and he's representing his national team. Elanga was doing what he should do, the best, okay? Yeah. He's representing his nation. And people, at, after the final whistle, Or racially abusing him like yeah. that was so sad to see and i'm i'm saying this for something to be done uefa should act 
differently, okay? Because this continues to happen, and yeah, it should just stop. It does. It does, and it's yeah. it's, too, it's too much the first time. It's too much, you know. I, I get it. I get we're a uh, a world that's amidst societal progress, um, but it, it's just over the last 12, 18 months, we've seen more and more of it, and we don't want to. I get also that we are like widely interconnected, right? These days. Yeah. And it's just so easy for me to sit here and type a comment and send it off um, and it have a racial undertone to it. Um, and that just, it's just, it's cowardly. It's completely cowardly. So all the best, all the support we can throw and muster our way um, to Anthony Alanga for sure. And I, and I think, you know, unfortunately we have to pivot to another, uh, this time a Welsh midfielder, and this is not racial abuse. This is actually uh, getting diagnosed, unfortunately, with uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Luckily, it's not luckily. It's never luckily, but it could be worse in the fact that, you know, it's higher than stage two. Uh, But David Brooks, uh, 24-year-old, plays for for Wales, um, also is obviously a hell of a uh, midfielder for Bournemouth, um, who could potentially get promoted again. Uh, But David Brooks, unfortunately, uh, was diagnosed with cancer. And he's going to step away because now this 24-year-old kid who was having, you know, the dreams of his life answered, playing professional football, playing for his country, uh, now has to obviously fight for his life uh, as a 24-year-old. And it just absolutely baffles me to, you know. The, 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 that's how life changes so fast. It, it like, it, you it know, does. and if any of our listeners are, are listening to this with, like, this this is, this is a, like, a message, okay? Anything can happen and yeah just be embraced life and yeah this is oh, the david brooks situation too that was so sad i, saw I mean in the end there. in the end whether it's well, whatever we don't want to conflate things but <laughs> it, it is football that's it yeah it's football right and we we get the privilege to talk about it they get the privilege to play it and uh but you want you, you want people people to be healthy you want people to be yeah. safe um when they do it and uh i, I only hope that we can continue to make that progress and you're right uefa has to be the one that Pulls us in the right direction. Um, for sure. For sure. So, so, anyway, is there anything uh, you want to mention with the World Cup qualifications? Yeah, I mean, I got I got one more here. Um, uh, hey, Armando Broja, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he couldn't save him against Poland, but I, I got to say it was nice to see him. And this is kind of our segue into uh, into Wonder Kids in the news and, and other things. Um, mm-hmm. But, hey, the hot form continues. It was great to see him beat Hungary keep their World Cup qualifying alive, alive. And even after the loss to Poland, they're still very much in the running. Um, but then he goes back, he gets his first Premier League start yesterday, or yeah, yesterday, um, and scores the goal against Leeds to win. So uh, you, you love to see it because I believe it makes him the first Albanian player to score in Premier League history, which good on that is a crazy start like that that is a good way of ending the world cup qualifications because he is a player that is going to rise and he will improve so if there's anything you feel like we should have mentioned put down in the comments down below and we'll have a chat about that so next next topic is news in general and wonder kids news so i'd like to start with a little confirmation i get weekly confirmations now as it seems about man united and yali and this is this is a fact now. Man United don't defend as a unit. This is the main problem, okay? Ali has been lucky by being saved by world-class attacking players, okay? He has been saved by world-class attacking players, okay? Mm-hmm. 
And that defense shows that there's no tactics there. They don't defend as a unit. Yeah. It's, it's shambles, okay? So seeing that Leicester match, I was thinking to myself, oh, this, is, this isn't it. This isn't it, okay? And Ronald, he's not, he doesn't like this mood. This is not a winning mood at Man United. <laughs> and it needs to change. And it will change, okay? What is Zidane it does? Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I feel like Zidane has come out and said, like, I don't want to I don't want to coach in England. I don't know if that's one of those reverse psychology mm-hmm. moments. Um, and and I know I get it. When we when we said Conte uh was somebody that we really would like to see uh take United into the next era. Um we did get a little backlash um, and, and that's, that's okay. That's understandable too. Um, but it, the biggest thing that like the first thing that happen, has to happen and I get it, you have to have a replacement in tow before you do this is they have to decide when enough is enough with Ole, Right. Mm-hmm. And, and when is that? Right. Is it like. It's when they understand they won't win the title. I, when they yeah. see that they won't win the Premier league with Ole, Bye-bye. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Like it, it, the, it's 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 that I feel like that's gonna be, and it's gonna be this season. I feel like this season we're gonna understand. Sancho, okay, yeah. was asked by Oli. Like we were seeing even Oli speaking about Sancho, okay, last season, but he didn't sign him. Oh, it's it's we're working on it, something like that. You can clearly see he wanted Sancho. Sure. So a player that you wanted, zero goals, zero assists, doesn't seem to be working out. Yeah. What what isn't clicking here? Yeah. Okay. Doesn't know how to use him. Capiche. Yeah. <laughs> See, oh. that's it. He doesn't know how to use Sancho Ali. No. End of the end of the discussion. And for that reason only, he's he's gonna leave. He's it's, gonna leave. It's like the dog that chases squirrels all the time. He finally gets the squirrel and then he has no clue what to do with it. Right? And you texted me like Ali, it can be compared like Lampard, right? Yeah. Like the Lampard job that Chelsea had. Holly did. Holly did develop Man United talents too. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Like Ole's done some good in bringing back an ethos and bringing back whatever. But I, I just feel like there, there needs something needs to change. And um, I, I, maybe, maybe we'll all be the la- you and I will be the laughing stock of the Ole out six months from now when they are. Uh, a stone's throw for Man City at the top of the table in Liverpool or Chelsea. I mean, I don't know. But uh, one thing's for sure, that was not it, Leicester City. Mm-hmm. I mean, kudos to uh, Yuri Tielemans, who had a phenomenal game. I mean, I just love him as a player. But uh, that, that was tough. And encounter, right? Encounter to all of the other teams that played over that weekend. Like Liverpool looked, I get it, it was Watford, but they looked indestructible. The OG3 of Sadio Mane, you know, Mo Salah looking indestructible as he has all year mm-hmm. so far. Um, and I, I got to say, he's probably the top player in the world right now based on mm-hmm. these last few weeks. Um, he was in the running yeah. two weeks ago. And yeah, I, I have to say it now. And I agree with Jurgen Klopp. There is nobody in the world right now that's better than, uh, than Mo Salah. Okay. And, and I apologize for our rankings the other day where I didn't even put him in the top five. And that's my fault. I have to live with that. Um, but man, was it nice seeing a guy like Sadio Mane get his hundredth goal, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he joins <laughs> Mo Salah as the third African next to Didier, Didier Drogba to score a hundred goals in the premier league. I mean, how's that for company? Right. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, on top of that, 
um, he winds up uh, basically, it, I don't know. I mean, Salah and Mane are back, right? Together. Yeah. And, and they look like a- yeah, Firmino. And Firmino. I mean, pulling three three goals. It just, it was, it warmed my heart because this is a phenomenal, phenomenal situation for all of us as Premier League fans because Liverpool looks like they can win a title this year. Man City looks like they can win a title this year. Chelsea looks like they can win a title this year. And it's going to be very close at the top, as you and I had said. And you know what? United's not out of it yet. And I, I was going to say that and see that you didn't even mention United. Yeah, it's... That is it. That is it. So you said it. Sadio Mane, 100th goal. Okay, that that is one hell of a stat there too. But I do feel like there's a rebuild coming there, okay? One, two years. Yeah. I feel like he's 29. Time is ticking <laughs> now. So I feel like he wants to have his best years, and I'm glad he's back, you know? Because yeah. he's a baller. And yeah, I'm going to go both here. <laughs> Mo Salah is the best winger in the world right now. No cap, no discussion. You're right. Like yeah. Klopp's right. Everyone's right that says Salah right now is the best. Jeez. Because that goal, the goal itself, okay? Not just the angle. Yeah. Before the goal. Yeah. That is Pushkas. Yeah. That is that is immaculate. That is immaculate, Salah. So, Egyptian king, what a moment that was. And, yeah, he's the best winger right now in form in the world. Yeah, and, there's a very... and I said winger because yeah. the Benzema Salah talk, that can be a talk. Oh. And I don't want to have that right now. <laughs> right. But, but there is so. there's something, Salah, I mean, it's very Aryan Robin about him in that, in that, like, you know what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And, and he does it still. And the defenders know they've studied tape of him, right? They know mm-hmm. he's going to do that. And I think we've seen the same goal like five or six or seven times, right? Yeah. Because he is just so effective. Um, the way he shifts his weight, the way he does a little body faint and pulls it to the, it's just, it's, it's like an orchestra. Oh, but that one goal? No, that, that, that one, ooh, that yeah. was like, woo. But I, I'll be honest. I, I actually really enjoyed the, pass to Sadio Mane yes um, I don't know if it was the opener but that that kind that of out, the outside the foot um just beautiful and uh one more thing about Sadio Mane all 100 of his goals guess how many mm. penalties were involved there I'd say one zero <laughs> I knew one. it was I knew it was a low number but I was hoping someone was nice to Sadio Mane Come yeah on. no no not when you got not when you got Salah on the team no I mean come on Salah well, I mean, hey, Sadio Mane, 100 goals. He doesn't yeah. do that. He doesn't do that crap. I was going to say the S word. I, I shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, but he doesn't do that, right? He doesn't need a penalty. 100 goals. There's only two other guys, I think, ever to do that, to score their first 100 goals and have them all be non-penalty, uh, mm-hmm. run of play goals. And that you're going to kind of laugh at this company, like Emil Heskey. Okay. Oh, uh, okay, and and, Les, Esky. and and Newcastle and uh, I believe it was Tottenham um, stud Les Ferdinand. Um, Ooh, so okay. it's, it's a little bit odd company, um, <laughs> but I, I like the I like the uh, Sadio Mane, uh, Mo Salah, and Didier Drogba um, stat better because I, I would envision a day I would daydream about those three forming an attack. That would be insane. That that, yeah. that that would be a really nice attack. Yeah. Another player here in the wonder, uh, the news in general that I want to highlight is Edward Mendy. Okay, I watched oh, yeah. that Brentford game, mm-hmm. and I don't know how Chelsea left with three points, 
Brentford are having what a season that team is like it's the overall organization of the team okay yes. it's really good but going back to what I wanted to talk Mendy okay mm-hmm. Mendy it's not bold to say right now that Mendy is a top five goalkeeper right now in form okay he's a 29 mm-hmm. year old okay that it, Fabrizio said he was chosen ahead It wasn't chosen for quality. It was like the budget, the salary. But the, the option was chosen ahead of Donnarumma getting yeah. Mendy at Chelsea. So I feel like that speaks a lot of his, of his levels and how much they trust him. But he's 29. You're going to have three, more, three, four more seasons in peak form, I feel, I feel at Chelsea. What? So Chelsea's a very lucky club. And yeah, even Kepa as a substitute keeper. That's not bad at all. That old 70 million sub. Uh, yeah, but I mean, come on, goalkeepers can play till they're 50 as long as they're on the Cristiano, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and uh, Tom Brady diet. No one uh, is in the Ronaldo diet, Breton. <laughs> no one, please, uh, please. Yeah. yeah, they go to the Leon Goretzka diet first and then they go up to the Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, wait, no, he's not selling <laughs> his product yet, but no, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, if we we did, I did talk a lot about Jan Oblak and, and had a lot of focus on La Liga and him winning that. Um, I think another mistake from last week um, was, or was that two weeks ago? I don't know. But was, yeah, Edouard Mendy, mm-hmm. as much as we talk about Antonio Rudiger, I mean, the root of the reason why they were able, Chelsea was able to go on and win the Champions League title was because Edouard Mendy um, was very, very solid um, sure. in net. And he's been very solid again for him, uh, for them this year. Uh, I'm not necessarily saying that he deserves a shout in the Ballon d'Or, Um, but mm. think about this. This was his back line, and they, they did really well. But Malang Sar, right? Mm-hmm. Malang Sar, um, really who once was at Porto, right? Andreas Christensen and, uh, and Chalaba. This is, this is mm-hmm. not a group that plays together very often. Um, and, and Mendy had to stand on his head, like you said, against a phenomenal, uh, a phenomenally organized Brentford team. And I, I was almost going to say at the end there and interject and interrupt you like I normally do. Thomas Frank for Newcastle? Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Just just chew on that a while, you know? Um, it's interesting. Interesting. I hadn't I hadn't thought of that one, but it's you interesting. Never, you never know. You never know. But you mentioned that and the defense. It's a young defense that, that Chelsea played and Mendy being the old player, the, the experienced player. But that's what a coach like Thomas Tuchel can give you, okay? Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the tactics there. It's the unit. It's the three defenders. It's Tr- Shaloba knows what he has to do. That's exactly Everybody right. knows what they have to do. So yeah. uh, I, I, that's a good shout. And, yeah, they're, they're playing really well. And Mendy's playing really well. Yeah. I'd like to mention here now Mbappé <laughs> because the truth is this weekend there was no Di Maria, no Messi, no Marquinhos. Uh, and no Neymar, no. but there was PSG winning the match. Yep. And Mbappe did score. And this is a stat that I wanted to mention. And I feel like that's the main reason why PSG didn't le- let him go even this season. And that is, the moment that Mbappe scores, PSG have never even draw or lost the game. Yeah. So Mbappe scores, they win the match. That's, so that's that is ridiculous. a crazy stat itself. Yeah. Okay. And what does it show? Consistency. Okay. And I'm already going to predict the fact that Mbappe is going to leave PSG next season, Neymar, 
the pressure to deliver goals week in and week in week out it's it's going to get to him okay i feel yeah. like it's going to get to him so in the transfer talk we, we we might talk here about replacements but i wanted to highlight mbappe because yeah he deserves it yeah i mean he absolutely does and he played the role for france too in the nations league um you know i know we mixed our world cup qualifying and nations league talk but uh mbappe is yeah, every every time well the Mbappe has normalized like being world-class at football the, the way Erling Holland has normalized like a brace every day in the Bundesliga, <laughs> right? It's almost boring. Just kidding. Just kidding. It's not boring. Never boring with those two. <laughs> never, no, it's never boring with those two. And imagine if one day they actually play together, but uh, it, how funny is it, right? Erling Holland scores two goals and, and we've all jumped on that bandwagon of, mm-hmm. you know, when he had that interview and he was like, Oh, two, it could have been three. It could have been four, mm-hmm. you know? that's almost how it feels like he gets his chances 95 percent of the time and he puts them away and he's now got i think like 60 goals in 58 games i i just for for dortmund um and it's just it it's staggering it really is and it, it's so staggering you almost can't process it because in the same breath you have a guy like robert Lewandowski, um mm. who's got older, 15 though. much older but he's got 15 goals in 11 games this year and that's almost seen as like an underperforming start to the year for him based on last year. It's just, it, 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 this is a bizarre, I don't know. And maybe, maybe we should all buy into the, the, uh, the Bundesliga is a farmer's league thing. I don't know. No, 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 no. I, I won't go with that. Completely. I won't go with that. Completely. I won't go. But I have to say though, I watched that Leverkusen match and yeah. they disappointed me a lot. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And seeing that match, I wanted to mention another. I'm 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 stats man today, okay? Yes, you are. Get it. <laughs> and uh, Florian Wirtz is in a streak of having a goal and assist yep. every single game this season. At 18. <laughs> at Crazy. 18. Yeah. That is that is. I feel like that's a stat that deserves to be mentioned itself. Yeah. And I've I'm already seeing the news, and I did say that a couple of podcasts ago. Bayern Wirtz. Like if if you lose five one to a team like, and you see you have no chance in winning it, he might go to it. Okay, right. <laughs> he might go to it because we've seen that happen reoccurrently in the Bundesliga. Sure. So, yeah, yeah, and that, that's that's uh, I, that's about the only silver lining you can take from that game because Bayern just made Bayer Leverkusen look silly. Um, I mean Leverkusen was third in the table and um, they it was five zip at halftime. So yeah. Um, Leverkusen's a young team. Um, I'm sure they'll bounce back, but mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty clear. Yeah. Um, the, the old heads, the veterans, um, stole the show over the weekend. Cause we're talking about Salah, Mane. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Lewandowski, uh, Mueller again, having another, we're talking about Mendy. I mean, it was a good, it was a good day for a lot of these guys. That oh, I'm going to highlight the youth too. Don't worry, Brett. Oh yeah. I got here a, a player like Cole Palmer here. Okay. Okay. And he played. He he went in against Burnley for Man City. Yeah. And in the same night, he had a hat trick yep. in the under twenty threes. Yeah. So, and you have a Pastandaka that finally scored in the Prem, like against yeah. Man United. Yeah. So that is that's a wonderful stat. To, uh, that's a wonderful news to yeah. that happen. And the big, the creme de la creme of Barcelona. Okay. <laughs> the only player. That is nominated for the Copa Trophy, the Golden Boy, and the Ballon d'Or. Mm-hmm. That is Pedri, okay? And he's been he's got a contract renewal with Barcelona with a release clause of one billion. Okay. Yeah. 
So Barcelona are really, really challenging Newcastle into getting Pedri. I took that as a personal challenge. You and I are going to sell, what, 15 of our houses, right? And, and we'll probably raise, what, a million dollars of that one billion. No, I mean, that, that billion dollar price tag crap thing, right? That just reeks of like... That's marketing. It, it is. It just reeks of like, it's not desperation. It just reeks. It just reeks. It, it doesn't, it just doesn't come across as Did realistic. you see even Laporta said Messi in the Pedri, uh, like in the conference uh, saying, oh, we just renewed with Messi. Oh, sorry. That's hysterical. <laughs> this, no, I didn't see happens. that. Uh, yeah. Well, next, yeah. I, I'm sure they're going to want to tie down some other pieces and uh, maybe add a little Paul Pogba to it, but no, just kidding. Um, I got to go back before we move on. I got to go back to that Pats and Daka because you, mm-hmm. you and I really like him. We've actually had kind of interchanges on the on the web with him um, and have been following him since he really came onto the scene at Red Bull Salzburg. Um, just like Armando Broja became the first Albanian player to score in the Premier League, Pats and Daka became the first Zambian exactly. player to score in the Premier League. I mean, that's like, that's, I just love those little milestones. That's, that's pretty cool. So I think it went from like 104 countries uh, being represented on the goal sheet or score sheet in the Premier League to now 106 because you add two more um, to it. So, well, and I, well, I have one thing I want to say to end the, po- the this topic and yeah. Mason Greenwood. Okay. That finish. That, this game was a well. You got so much news about that game, but yeah. that finish, wow. Okay, yeah. that was clinical finishing. And another stab man here, stab man Bryce. Do it. Mason Greenwood is the only player. No, Mo Salah is the only player with more goals than Mason Greenwood since April. Okay. Wow. He's twenty. Just yeah. turned twenty. Yeah. And only Mo Salah, which we're saying he's the best player. In the world now, in form, <laughs> he's the only player with more goals than Greenwood. Oh, come on. Like, so this for Man United fans, this is the stat that you have to mention, people. Like, All right. Oh, Statman Bryce. Statman Bryce. <laughs> I, I got to say, though, uh, just a couple other little shout outs here because Mason Greenwood's a good one. And he, to be honest, probably should have had two that game. Mm-hmm. Um and he's got a he's got to work on. Just kidding. Who am I to qualify to say that he has to work? Well, on he will that, improve, Bretton. He will, oh, of course he'll improve. I have no no doubt about that. And he, had, to be honest, he he has to if United. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. Um, but there were a couple other little things here and there that I just wanted to make sure we mentioned. It was nice to see Ryan Cherokee get a start um, mm-hmm. in a win versus Monaco. Um, I, I wouldn't say he you know lit the field on fire, but he was very very decent. Um, Zlatan's back. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they came back nice in dramatic form, 3-2, yep. And, and then, of course, he posts a thing showing him doing something that 40-something-year-olds shouldn't be able to do. <laughs> and another person that it was nice to see back was Renato Sanchez, okay? Mm-hmm. He's back. He's playing. We'll see. I mean, I know they lost to Clermont, um, but uh, it, it, it's, it's going to renew and fuel our, our transfer window talk. Because I know we talked about Renato a lot, and then we're like, Where, "Where's he been? <laughs> Poor guy's been injured." Unfortunately, yes. He's, fortunately, he's been injured, Khnat Sanch. But one, he's he's yeah. he's got a lot. He's Khnat will come back strong. Good. Like every time, he's 
it seems like when he goes down, that's when he's at his best, you know? Yeah. So I'm very hopeful on him. So if there's anything that you feel like we haven't mentioned in the Wonder Kids and overall news, please put down in the comment section below. And yeah, uh, we'd love to know what, what you guys think. So next topic, transfers. Oh, your favorite. Here we go. <laughs> my favorite. I love transfers because they're inevitable. <laughs> the, same so... way, the same way my two-year-old has a, an advent calendar or a calendar that counts days to days till Christmas. Do you have one that counts down to uh, the start yeah, of mentally, mentally, I do have. Uh, like, I feel like it's because of football manager in FIFA when I was a young buck. And I was like, I need the transfer window to, to get these players off. <laughs> that's, maybe that's why I have that that advent calendar in my head wow. but uh in the the transfers talk i'd like to start with who deserves in transfers to be the first club to be talked in the world and that's always real madrid because okay. they're the top business club in the world and i'm seeing news and i feel this is gonna happen okay this is not bold i feel like it's gonna happen Mbappe, pogba and chuameni chuameni i'm not so sure no. but pogba and Mbappe are both going to real madrid next season both signing for free, okay? And I think it's 30 million salary. Yeah. Being a transfer, being uh, having no transfer, their salaries are going to be so high. Pogba's and Mbappe. Right. So seeing that news, yeah, I just, I feel like it's going to happen and yeah. Yeah, I just wonder if like uh, Barcelona is going to come in there and, and try and finagle a deal because they can only go after free transfers. <laughs> that wouldn't um, make sense. You know why, Breton? Why? Because Barcelona have to invest in Frankie Deon, Gavi, and Pedri. Yeah. Financially, they shouldn't go crazy in that midfield. Yeah. They got the talent and they got the trust. But but also like you know paying Pedri what he's due right now is is likely not um probably pales in comparison to what they would obviously have to pay Pogba uh, to lock Pedri down to twenty twenty six unless of course unless mm -hmm. of course they're overpaying an eighteen year old right and well, that's yeah. that's an issue in and of itself no matter how good Pedri is there's all sorts of uncertainties that come with a very very long term contract right mm -hmm. and from the uh the team's perspective of actually doling out the contract mm -hmm. uh less uncertainties if you're petri and you've got a nice uh, cushy deal for 2026 with a billion dollar whatever um but yeah i mean i get it paul pogba to real madrid real madrid has the pockets and uh, mm -hmm. the more i think of it the more i whatever it, it does seem like he's gonna leave although i've been waffling back and forth on that mm -hmm. um so it no, he's sense. Not gonna they'd stay. be interested Makes sense. Did you see what he said at the end of the match against Leicester? No, I didn't. Like he said, we don't we don't play as a team, basically. Right? Like, he basically said that. So not entirely uh, normal. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Any transfer now? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we we have to go if we're talking about people talking, right? Hmm. Um, or, or providing <laughs> interviews. I think you know where I'm going with this. Um, it was very, very in intriguing, almost, um, to see the Raheem Sterling. Uh, kind of dropped uh, type of situation um, saying that, yeah, I could see myself somewhere else. Um, but it also kind of feels like he's getting coached off of the, uh, off of city squad in some respects as well on the pep side of things. Um, so you got to think that if he leaves, I don't know. I mean, I'm almost feeling like he's going to leave the premier league altogether. Um, and let's be honest, everybody talks about Raheem Sterling. Everybody talks about Raheem Sterling. If, if Raheem Sterling goes to McDonald's, there is going to be a headline about it. If he buys something that's more than $9.99, there's going to be a headline about it in, in England, not in the States, but in England there is. Um, 
So all of this is purely just out of left field most of the time. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like if he were to leave the Premier League, it, or it were to leave City, it would make sense for him to leave the Premier League altogether. Although I don't know how that would do in Gareth Southgate's mind. But mm-hmm. hang in there with me. I know I'm getting very long-winded here. I look at him and you were just talking about Mbappe going to Real Madrid. <laughs> that leaves a big gaping hole in Real uh, in uh, PSG's uh, front three, right? And maybe you want to look at others, okay? But Raheem Serling seems like one hell of a player to put alongside a Leo Messi, okay? At, at least in my opinion, it would, uh, I don't know. You, you don't think so? You don't like it? Come on. I feel uh, like I, there's better options. Come on. Well, of course, there's there's better options, but then there are realistic options. And I get it. But, you can bring in anybody, whatever, but... <laughs> it's a good fit, though. Yeah, it, it's 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 a good enough fit, I'd say. I'd say, I'd say that, yeah. Because Sterling, it's... He's... Uh, I don't want to say he's got something to prove because the, the guy went to Man City, a blockbuster sale, yeah. going from Liverpool to Man City. He did deliver. Yeah. He did deliver. Nice. But... I feel like now it's the time to leave, and it just makes sense. He knows it. Like, what he said in that interview clearly shows that he knows it's the time to go. And I agree with you. I feel like he's going to leave the Prem. If he were to stay in the Prem, I do think maybe going back to Liverpool would make sense. Or going to Arsenal. Because Arsenal would be the type of team that would overpay Raheem Sterling. And yeah, I, I could see that deal. I could see that happening. He's not going so, anywhere. He's not getting Champions League ball though. You know, mm, just, true. You true. Know? That is so true. Arsenal needs to qualify if they want a shot at a, a if they even want Sterling. But um, good point there. Good point. Yeah. But I did see Zvinch, but for me, Sterling Zvinch, it just doesn't click. I don't. No, feel that, it. that's the funny thing is, is you were saying Shuamani for uh real madrid while i could see that happening mm-hmm. i i'm pretty sure based on all the things coming out of italy and i know there's always a lot of things coming out of italy uh mm-hmm. that juventus really want him um they want him as that replacement um and it, it's hey well Zvinch have been going bold lately in the transfer markets especially yeah. with free transfers then they go here which get players for like I, I'd say they they sell players all of a sudden like a Demiral. Like yeah, I don't know, but it's it seems to be working. But a lo- another player that I saw that was mentioned to Zvinch, it was Donny Van de Beek. Do you <laughs> feel like Donny Van de Beek? It, this is going to be the last season of Man United, right? Yeah, I, I, I he has to go. I mean, the guy's yeah. rotting on the bench. <laughs> um, so who do you who do you reckon? I feel like Newcastle. Obviously, being the, the having the pockets full, that could be a, a good place to wind up. Yeah, yeah. But Barcelona, mm-hmm. Barcelona, because before he went to Man United, everybody was mentioning that he could go to Barcelona if Donny Van de Beek. Maybe Barcelona can get a bargain deal, and 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 value him up when. Playing at Barcelona, yeah. Okay, next to a De Jong, maybe we can see that Ajax rejuvenation there. It'd be, it'd be nice, but I feel like Barcelona needs to get rid of people more than they need to, yep. um, uh, you know, bring somebody in. So somebody would need to go out the door before they go in. And I don't think you're going to sell Newcastle. Uh, just kidding. I was going to about to make a Luke De Jong joke, and I decided mm. I decided against it. Um, but I mean, the, the, the simple thing would be head back to Ajax for the time mm. being. 
And that's not, I don't think, in Donnie Vandebeek Beaks. <laughs> um, I don't think that that's in his mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think he's got a, that, that chip shoulder type of approach right now where it's kind of like, I came to the Premier League to make a statement. Um, mm-hmm. also came for the paycheck, but I came to make a statement and I came to make a statement at United. And I do think that that Newcastle one has legs. Um, and if mm-hmm. it's not Newcastle, maybe something like an Everton because uh, okay. it, it fits there. And, you know, you can make the argument that it would be an upgrade, but we haven't seen Donny Vanderbeek at his best in a long time because he hasn't been given the chance. Not even time. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not even time, not even playing time. I don't see him getting. Yeah, it's 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 sad, but I wanted to mention something that made sense in the news that I saw, and it was the coaching job for Newcastle, and it's Mm going to be a talk that we're going to have a lot maybe in the near future. No, not maybe. (laughs) As long as we don't know who's the coach, we're going to talk about it, and because it's not going to be Steve Bruce and (laughs) one thousand matches, like respect. That is another achievement, another stat. (laughs) So. Uh, the Newcastle uh, boss. I saw some news that Brendan Rodgers was the pick to go yeah. to Newcastle. And boy, oh boy, do I think that's a perfect role for him. Going to that rebuild that is just starting. I feel like even getting uh, Brendan Rodgers is better than getting a, a top, top class, a world-class manager. Because a world-class manager does demand a lot of players to come. Mm-hmm. And Brendan Rodgers can play with a $100 million budget. He can't play with a $50 million budget. So I like it. It makes sense. And it can be a manager who can stay two, three years. And then the big boys like Zidane, Contes, uh, even Guardiola's. I don't know. Yeah. The, come. The, the world is your oyster then. I, I think you do yeah. have to get you have to you have to find a cast that will get you to European football because yeah. none of these guys are gonna buy into, you know, that's why like a Chuamani makes sense for Newcastle, even though, yeah. you know, technically like with AS Monaco, he is whatever. He is playing European ball. But mm-hmm. um, I like the Brendan Rodgers shout um, mainly because I think there's been a realization. The deal was struck October like 7th, I think, to mm-hmm. take, take things over. I think there's been a realization that it's not going to be like, hey, press the FM 20, <laughs> what is it now, 2022 button and sign everybody left and right. They do have a very large window, but they don't want to be mm-hmm. overpaying, you know, 80 million pounds for some person yeah. that they get wrong, right? Because yeah. you do have leeway in FFP, but you also have to get those. And what, what were you, you were joking that they were like strategic or shady sponsorship deals that come in and yeah. pad your, uh, revenue uh so that you can uh, continue to have a higher cap but i think it's like 105 million pounds you're allowed to use in the course of three years and the one thing you got to say about mike ashley there's not much people like to say about him is he kept he ran a pretty tight ship like yeah. he actually made money for himself a whole lot of money for himself um and in in turn the the club actually pulled in like positives right? Mm -hmm. So that actually leads to them being able to go out and have a lot of flexibility moving forward beyond just knowing that you have a bazillion dollars behind you. So Brendan Rogers understands that slow process, right? He did it, Mm -hmm. he's doing it at Leicester. He's done it previously. Um, I I really do believe that uh, Brendan Rogers could be, could be a good, like first part of the era type of a situation, but he, he, he's one that understands it's a marathon not a sprint, um, 
but there's going to have to be a blend of both. I understand that too. It uh, does. Yeah. It does. And uh, even the news like that Newcastle are thinking about getting a left uh, footed center back first. Okay. okay. That shows that there's intention. Okay. And there's thinking before even the, which there should be, but long live. Did you see that? The Barcelona. Long, long lip going to Newcastle. No, I that didn't. That is a deal that makes sense. Okay. No, I did not see that. I, it's I think... a deal that makes sense. He won't be playing too much at yeah. Barcelona. He's not going to be the future pick. Ronald Araujo is clearly the future pick at Barcelona, which one of the best young center backs coming up in the game. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go. Any <laughs> last transfers mention you want to you wanna say? No, I mean, I think we hit the the ones. I think it's early stages for mm-hmm. um, uh, one one person that needs to leave. And I know we talked about Barcelona a lot here, but mm-hmm. Ricky Puig's got to move on. Um, and I, I saw one that probably is steeped in absolutely no truth what, whatsoever, but I would love to see it happen. And I, that's Ricky Puig de Roma. Um, mm. And I, I just, oh. it, it, it just, it would make me, if that actually worked Good out, and, and it'd be like threading a needle, right? Having Ricky Puig and Mourinho actually gel and like him just throw him into it. But with how much of a, a leash he's given uh, Zaniolo and, and some of the other young bucks there, um, it really could work out. And I feel like it's a uh, hot, what is, what is it? High reward, low risk, high reward type of a situation here. Yes. Um, okay. And Roma, you know, Roma has cash and mm-hmm. they could give Barcelona some cash for a player that is not going unless Xavi comes in and takes him under his wing and does, you know, but like you said, there's Gavi, there's Pedri, there's uh, who was the other one that rhymed? Uh, Xavi, Gavi, Pedri, if it happens. And, you know, like you're looking off into the distance, whereas you could get maybe 10, 15 million, maybe even more for that. Uh, for Ricky Puig to to Roma right now, and uh, mm-hmm. there's no guarantee he just shoots up the depth chart at Roma, but he's got to go. It's not happening. It's not. He's not going to get his chance there, and that's clear. No, no, no. I I I, I agree with you. I don't think uh, it's going to happen. And yeah, it's, that would be an interesting move. Remo pulling strings with Ricky Puig. That cool. that would be very nice, and he deserves the playing time. He's got a ton of talent, Ricky Puig. One of the one of the best technically gifted players I've seen in La Masia in the past five years. And he's not okay. that young anymore. I mean, he's still young. Well, don't get me wrong. He is but. young, like considering like he's played for a couple of matches for Barcelona's first team. Yeah. And that for any other team in the world is like, okay, he's good enough for us. Sure. So if there's any transfer that we didn't mention and you feel is going to happen and is in the news, please put down below in the comment section and like the video and subscribe. That'd be a huge help too. So... Next topic is the, the home run that has been going for, out for us, and that's the start bench cell, in which we do credit who gives us the, the ideas. And you want to go with that, Bretton? These are, these are like too difficult. It's like walking into a, I don't know, um, I, I can't think of good analogies here. But yeah, we can start with, uh, we'll start with Mauricio Palmar. Okay. Okay. He gave us one, and it was Bukayo Saka, mm. Ferran Torres previous to the metatarsal fracture uh, and Christian Pulisic previous to every injury he's had over the last uh, decade. Uh, I want to hear this one. You start, you for sure start when there's 
El King Polisic. Yeah, thanks. Thank, thank you, Mauricio. I appreciate this one. Um, and if for some reason you all couldn't tell, I am from America and uh, Christian Pulisic is Captain America to a lot of us. Um, but I, I'm going to start with Kaiosaka. Okay. Yes. And and I'm going versatility here, right? I mean, Bukayasaka can be deployed in any way. He gives you mm-hmm. everything he's got. He's younger. He's durable. Uh, key here, durable. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's and he is capable of changing games at times. Uh, I think he gets needs to get even more consistent. But come on, he's leading an Arsenal team that that needs a that needs a leader. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna bench. I'm gonna bench Christian Pulisic. <laughs> Yes, uh, with with Ferran's recent form, I mean, it, it, I, I I did wrestle, I did wrestle with selling Pulisic, but when Christian Pulisic is healthy, okay, he can be the best p- player on any pitch, okay, and we've we've seen that, okay. It, we have the to think back yeah. to you know him against City, him against you know there are certain instances where he becomes, you know, Captain America, and he just mm-hmm. does phenomenal, phenomenal things in big games. Um, obviously his injury history is a consistent worry for club and country. Um, and I really wish it wasn't, but it is, uh, but because of that, that simple thing of he can change a game on a dime, right. With mm-hmm. one play, I do that. Now, Ferran Torres is currently becoming that person, right? He just got hit with an injury bug. So if he wasn't injured, mm. I don't know what to do. Uh, but he's been durable up until this point. Uh, obviously, I think there's a little bit of a recency bias going on here. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I went counter to that recency bias. Uh, but he has every tool to be the game changer that I basically aforementioned with uh, with Pulisic. So Saka start, bench Pulisic, and sell Torres. Okay. I'm gonna go bold and i'm gonna say start ferran torres oh my it's very bold okay and i'm gonna say why i feel like he's one of the most underrated youngsters right now in the world the truth is he's one of the youngest players if not the youngest i think to get a hat trick for the spanish national team ferran torres he is one of the youngest players to get a hat trick for man city too okay in a in a in a style of play that right now there's not going to be a striker, and I know he is injured, and we are talk- We were talking prior to him being injured, yep. but Ferran Torres, to be fair, I feel, he- I feel like he's got everything to develop, okay? He's got the right coach, as I said, at Barcelona, at Barcelona, at Man City, and uh, Ferran Torres is the right coach at Man City, and the right coach for the Sp- at the Spanish national team, and yep. that, for me, is crucial for his development, and he can play at winger, or at striker too. Yeah. So I don't know. If he was English, Ferran Torres, he would be getting a lot more news in the English media. Okay? That is a fact, okay? And Saka, I love Saka, but he's not scoring hat tricks. No. Okay. And he's not the top goal scorer in the Nations League. Ferran Torres is. Okay. So I I, I wanted to man- uh, to start him. So bench Saka. I've mentioned it previously, number seven. Uh, big, big responsibility at Arsenal. You always, you always love to mention the versatility, mm-hmm. but I do have to say, Saka winger, stay at winger, okay? Like leave him there. He's comfortable there. The crosses, the whip in the, those crosses, that are key and clutch for Arsenal f- to be in good form, mm-hmm. okay? 
he's the the player that I will bench and sell Christian Pulisic. That's just slander. It's what what what. what I, I sell Kristen Pulisic because That's I feel like there's two players right now yeah. at Chelsea that I'm thinking, what's going to happen to them? And it's Kalamatsunadoi and Pulisic. Yep. Pulisic, he's been... You said that you wouldn't put Ferran Torres in first because of injuries. Pulisic has been injury-prone non-stop at Chelsea every season. And that is something I've got to judge. I've got to judge him with that. And yeah, I'm going to put my chips on Ferran Torres because I feel Ferran Torres might be one of the top three iconic Spanish legends in long term, long term, cool. 10 years time. I really like Ferran Torres. Okay. A lot. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to. I, 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 and it, not because he's being compared to Christian Pulisic right now, but I, mm-hmm. I would respectfully disagree with him becoming one of the top three legends. But um, no, in the next 10 years, like if, 10 years. if he wasn't at Valencia, People would have been so much more bullish on him. Trust me. Yeah. Like just because he came from Valencia, people like think he's bad. Like or not twenty mil. They got him for twenty million, twenty yeah. million pounds. I mean, Valencia was cash strapped, so they it's like it's like what people are going to be doing probably to Barcelona in the future. But um, yeah, no, I I didn't I didn't sell Ferran more mm-hmm. because of his injuries more so because it was just this injury. I sold him because of the you know Pulisic. It has that game-changing ability that has been there. I mean, he's been there, right? Mm. Um, he's done it. He does it for country as well. He's got a litany of um, firsts, and I get it. It's the U.S. versus obviously a very rich national history of uh, Spain mm. currently, um, but it's just the difference there. And yeah, just like there's recency bias on your end, there's definitely country bias on my end. So I'm, yeah. But when I, I pick him, it's long term. I'm I'm thinking yeah. a lot long term. Okay. And Pulisic is only, I think he might have just turned 23. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. What is Franz? Long term, I put Ferran ahead of Pulisic. Right. right. Franz, what? Is... He's 21, right? 21. Yeah. 21. All right, man. Well, the next one's not much easier. Mm. Which, is, which it's got to be the last one, but like, oh, I'm not, it's got it's to be hard, right? All right. Well, you want to you do the striker one or do you want to do the midfield one? Uh, the midfield, yeah. All right. Let's do the midfield one. Uh, Giovanni. Deodato. Hopefully I said that right. Sorry, Giovanni. Uh, this is uh, Nicola Barella, Leon Goretzka, Frankie De Jong. You start. Mm, okay, I'm going to start with the player that was... I feel... No, I'm going to start with Barella. Nicola Barella. Okay. It's If, you, if you'd if you asked me this one year ago, I would go Frankie De Jong in a heartbeat. But Barella... He's managing to show me this season at Inter like that he, he he's the real deal. Okay, in the Euros, he did show the world. But now at Inter, the fact that Lukaku left, the fact that Hakimi left, and Barella is now the focus of all attention. Yep. Okay, I've got to start him. Barella is the future of Italy and the future of any team that has him. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if Inter even keeps him. Uh, I'm going to bench Frank De Jong. He's a genius at number six, but can play at number eight too. And why I feel like he's a genius at number six is because Frankie, his ball conduction to the other half, to the to the final half of the pitch, is phenomenal. Okay. Yeah. And the fact that teams they're def- they're defending against a team with a CDM that moves that has these movements like a cam to the, to the end to the uh, to the end half of the pitch that like that is 
fantastic, okay? So I got to mention Frank Edeon at, at, at for, for the bench. Sell yeah. it's the beast himself, <laughs> Leon Goretzka, okay? I saw that Leverkusen game, and Goretzka was everywhere. Like, he's, he's the gel next to Kimish. Yeah. Uh, and a very overlooked player in football, but... Yeah, I've got to sell him because uh, those two, Barella and Deong, they're too good. So start Barella, uh, sell Frankie Deong, uh, uh, bench Frankie Deong, and sell Leon Goretzka in my yeah. list. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not really going to change much there. I, I'm going to start mm-hmm. Barella as well. And I, I do believe he is going to get his inter extension. I mean, they're very confident in extending both Barella and Lautaro uh, Martinez. Uh, which and would Bastoni, be huge. They, they... Yeah, and Bastoni would, would be huge, even though their defense is kind of in Serie A this year. Uh, mm-hmm. But they'll get they'll find their way back. But yeah, come on. Two-way midfielder. I mean, he was amazing for Italy. They won the Scudetto last year. Uh, most of his impact was not really on the score sheet, but like he's just progressive, right? That's kind of the best way, that mm-hmm. dynamic, progressive. He's just always pushing forward, right? And mm-hmm. uh, he can win tackles. He can kind of do it all. Uh, similar skill set in some respects to uh, FDJ. Um, but I'm going to bench Leon Goretzka. Um, the, you know, and eh, I don't know. I'm going to sell them both. I, I don't know. Uh, Leon Goretzka, I, I just think that the, the transformation he's had, I know he's a li- he's older than Barella, he's older than De Jong, but the transformation he's had and what he's done to become that key cog for Bayern Munich, I mean, that in and of itself is just so damn impressive. And I, I really don't think he gets enough credit for it. Or maybe he's starting to. People are starting to see it. So I think if you see these young guys come through for the German national team, Goretzka is going to be right in the middle of it, right? And if mm-hmm. they've challenged for a World Cup title in 2022, 2026, he's going to be a massive, massive part of that midfield, Okay. Um, so maybe I was looking a little too far off with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also but it is it, true. Yeah, it is true. It's just from the cell perspective, I, I think a lot of that, this is where my recency bias comes in is that, you know, the young hasn't, I, I don't know. It, it, there's, he hasn't had that transformational, um, impact that a Goretzka has had. Right. And, uh, mm-hmm. in a Barcelona, and maybe it's because Barcelona didn't need one before Messi left. Um, so I'm more like if we revisit this in three months and the young's got everybody's ear and he's becoming a leader and he's, you know, continuing to be world-class every day as he seems to be doing all the time. Um, maybe I change my, uh, my tune here, but, but as of right now, uh, this is more so, uh, I guess, a testament to the turmoil that Barcelona seems to be in. Um, not even the world-class nature of FDJ, um, can get him through. So. so, yeah, that is true. Goretzka was a wonder kid, I think, at Schalke, right? Mm-hmm. When he was a young buck. So, Rakitic, Goretzka. And he did develop a lot in the late stages of his career. That's he that's did. a very good mention there. So, if there's any start bench show that you guys want to see, please put down in the comment section below. And make it difficult. Make it yeah. difficult for, for us. Uh, I'd like to end up just giving a special shout saying thank you, TikTok community, for 300k followers, okay? That is insane, okay? It's only the start. We're going to continue to pop better content. And 
Just stay tuned. It's closer than ever. I know I'm always saying that, but now it's true. You are. You are. You're always promising these things out. I, I, oh God, just kidding. Pro- just, <laughs> I, I can confirm it is very, very close. Um, but first, Alex needs to help me with my Halloween costume. <laughs> Ted Lasso. <laughs> Go Ted Lasso with it. Roy Kent. So, so this is episode 26, guys. Please go like the video, subscribe. That's a huge help for the channel. And yeah, peace out, guys. Ooh, deep. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love it. Uh, wait. Sorry. <laughs>